So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Cookies with Aliens. I am Filipa. This is Astrid. Hello. And today we are going to talk about E.T. stuff. Yes, our <laughs> most exciting topic ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are going to try and see all the information that we got from them so far and maybe try to do here a picture so everyone can be more imagining how their planet is, how their society works and all of that. So, do you want to start? <laughs> no, please. This time you start, please. <laughs> You're the Yahiel expert. Yes. So, let me think. Things that I know about their planet. I mean, they, they had that transmission that, that um, is, is on my, my other YouTube channel that is like what did they say i know that they they have like for example um a much smaller society than we do i know that they they work like their society really isn't structured in the same way like ours um for example related to to their families they they have it's like society families it's like when when one of them has a child the child has like is is being brought by by the old group and so that is so cool i think for the children it must be so cool yeah it, i i guess they will feel much more support and, and even the parents somewhat if they would feel tired in some way they could have more time to also to just chill <laughs> Yes. Yes. Maybe, maybe it also helps even with with the with the bonding, not not being something so focused on. Because then there might be, or maybe this is me overthinking a bit. We in our case, since it's like it's usually just two parents or maybe like grandparents helping here and there, but it it feels like if one of those misses because it can't do something or if something happens it's like an extra weight for everyone involved it's like it will affect yeah. the child more it won't have as much support around so i guess in this case the, their society really helps being structured in that way for example um yeah, you know, Abraham just said that um, if just more parents would know that they could nearly almost leave their child totally alone because they're, if, they, if they're just good enough connected to their higher selves and aligned, then they, would, they could do nothing wrong. But this overprotective stuff you just mentioned mm -hmm. doesn't help really. And so I really think that's an amazing way and probably they evolved to that to, yeah. to see that communities are much better in that way uh-huh yeah and and i can kind of see that i mean the way also that we do things relating to that can be very much maybe because even the parents own fear beliefs and society is even fear beliefs it's like yeah 
Um, if you go outside, someone will snatch you, or if you start running, you'll just fall and break a leg, and you you'll be in pain. <laughs> it's like oh, the worst case scenario. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the child is there, almost dying. It it gets born, and it's almost dying instantly <laughs> because everything's yes. so dark. <laughs> it's like oh, we totally have to protect everything. But you know what I also found very amazing when Haida once said that their houses, um, and you probably got pictures too, that are much more organic in a way, that uh -huh. they're not like ours, like built with bricks, but much more grown, is it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, on, on that specific channeling, the, the way I would describe it was that almost they they would walk around imagine in a forest and they would look for already specific um trees with the the, the branches in specific ways so they could kind of build their house there and they always say that it's kind of in agreement also with the tree which is yes and that is so amazing right <laughs> yeah and it's it's really just using the structure that's already there to to using their creativity also to to build their houses in this way and so it almost feels like if you are looking from the outside you're not even looking to a house it's just like mm -hmm a structure it, it, it seems like just just a tree I mean, <laughs> that is, for me it feels like like troll houses you know oh, like yeah. under the earth like with the with the um, roots uh -huh. like the roots would really build a house for them and so probably this is very very um close to that picture i guess yeah and yeah there's so much about this uh, because I also remember that she, I think she said on that one, or I don't remember, but I remember having this information that uh, sometimes they also can somewhat communicating with the tree to because they can somewhat also they they have technology that allows them to somewhat change the. For example, a tree branch is like this and they do it more slightly like mm -hmm. this or okay. kind of adapting. And it's like in agreement, the tree and them to do this slightly uh, different um, position mm -hmm. <laughs> helped them both in a way. And, and so they, they can kind of also co-create some certain things in that way by using their, their technology. But from what I understand, on the planet, especially, everything is very natural. But another curious thing, and this came with uh, an on one-on-one on one -on -one channeling, there are certain places, and I don't know, I don't think it's on the surface of the planet. Oh, I, I think it was inside the spaceship. That it's like they have also... It seems like it's cities inside the, the certain spaceships because they're, mm -hmm. human, I don't know, probably even dimension wise, the things doesn't, it doesn't really work like us. I mean, a room can look smaller than it is when you get in, in there. It, it I know. Yes. I think the 5D perspective is so much different than, than we think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so 
One thing that I got from that was that they also sometimes explore the idea of like thematic cities. Like, for example, German culture. <laughs> you know? Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Tell they, me, what? Yeah, like they do mixes of, of different things that it's really just fully original. So you, you can have houses that look like from the, the 13th century or, or little cities that look more like that and then have other places where it's like Chinese or a completely other different uh, ET species that they, they just enjoy. Isn't that cool? Oh, I want to go there now. Really, <laughs> I do. Yeah, because I remember that on that channeling, she said something that uh, the place where she was, that the like she that she was standing on i don't know if it was it seemed to be like a, a stone bridge or something that she said it would be very similar to certain older structures that you have i don't know maybe like even in in germany those those older structures like like not medieval but a, a little after that you know but but <laughs> that style so <laughs> Wow! Yeah, uh, that was interesting. I, I, I kind of. You know, I really wonder if they still do have something like furniture or porcelain or you know stuff because they nearly don't eat. But uh, mm -hmm. as I heard it, they do sometimes. So they need something. So what do they use? You know, for kind of material and everything. Yeah, I. I, and now this is a little blurred, but I kind of had this picture that also, it seems that their houses practically don't have anything. <laughs> it's, really? Yes, they're, they're very, very empty overall. Uh, I don't know, regarding to beds, for example, in all of that, I don't know exactly how they look or are. But the idea that I have is like this, this open space, even like their houses don't even have doors, <laughs> you know, it's like everyone is allowed to go where they want to, everything is very much shared, but at the same time, you can also have, if you want a room for yourself or a house for yourself, but it's like you can even swap if you want to, because there isn't really the the concept as much of possessing things it's mm -hmm. it's probably they know we're all connected and it's like we're all the same and society wise your good is my good it, it doesn't really matter it's like if your excitement is this and for me is going to somewhere else why not giving you my house it's not really your house you know it's everyone it's 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 very different the way of thinking i i think and so i i guess that's also why probably they wouldn't have as much things inside the house i mean wait now now i remember something that I, i'm pretty sure that came from that channeling too or for, for the youtube one that i think hyla said that one of the 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 things that they can do like games is like when they go inside the house, they can leave something there that's like they feel that it 
it decorates or that it, it feels like it is something for them to the house like mm-hmm. like living like even imagine like it was small post-its <laughs> mm-hmm. I was here they they can do that with certain objects or maybe stones or crystals or whatever and just decorate a bit but in a very simplistic way and and another one might come after and and remove it if you want to i mean there's not really that weight or or you remember that yoda guy i told you about who said he would like to be my guide where i and when i was with him in that kind of a cafe or restaurant or whatever it was at this rooftop it really there was nobody around us i would have sworn but he said that whenever you need space you just make it you just you just blend out everything and it is out so as soon as you want to have company you just blend them in again and they're there Mm -hmm. and um he said for them on their planet and their society it's like when you are in a cafe you never have to be afraid you won't have any space because you go in and just see where you want to sit and then you place your table there and everybody else is just going you know i i probably our mind can't really do the same thing or really but it felt like we were on the best spot ever in that cafe and um, he said that even if they want to drink something which they very rarely still do then they don't have to order or anything they just imagine what they want and it's just in front of them just like so they just go somewhere to go somewhere it's not that they intend to you know to meet there somebody or whatever everything is so like you also always say it's so much more flowy and so much more in alignment with everything around and i was just so amazed by how it works he said that on our earth we have these big problems with all our um waste because we always think that we have to have so many things and by thinking it it gets more and more and more it amplifies instead of being really totally aware that whatever we want we can have in the moment we want it Uh and if we get to that place we will have it in that moment but we're still not really there yet because we can't believe it and so we still adjust so many things to our houses to our cities that we really have too much waste this is because of our thoughts i found that also very amazing yeah that's an interesting thought it's like because even with the yoda uh he, he was like he knows that if he goes within he can have even maybe manifestation of something that would give him extra joy but it's it's almost like he doesn't even need it because he knows everything comes from within and for us since we are looking outside to for something to give us pleasure or a happiness or whatever like you said probably like that momentum will continue so the tendency is like for everyone globally it's like more 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 tons of junk that then you won't even need and and it's very disposable because then you get that high 
of having that new thing, but then it goes away. And so then you need another one. And so it's like that reflection. That's an interesting one. I never thought about that. Yeah, that really got me so deeply also. And I still have to sometimes think about it. And, and also, I don't know what is, have you ever talked about the, you know, the thing we always think about soul, body, mind, you know, those three component components. Yeah. And um, when I talked to this Yoda one, uh, maybe for the explanation for the viewers, I just call him Yoda because he, he does not look like the, the Yoda, but he has so much wisdom and he was so strange for me that I just asked him if I can call him like this. And he said his energy is not quite Yoda-like when you would hear the sound of it as they just communicate through sound. Mm -hmm. But I can call him Yoda because it comes very, very close to what he is kind of it's confusing probably but for me too so mm -hmm. and um he said that our our um way of seeing things is that we see our body so separate from our soul that we totally also don't see that everything around us is us really exactly. everything and so if we would more talk to our bodies if we would talk more with with us then yeah. everything could really transform itself and also our earth and also maybe then it would be possible for us too like you just said with Haida uh -huh. and this organic stuff could just grow because you just imagine it how it should be in your yeah and not nurture it in that way yeah mm -hmm. I remember I, I had once um uh <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. I once, <laughs> I, I had once uh, this this um, this picture that, and I think this was kind of a download, but it, it was a very picturey download. That it's the idea that first we all thought that our soul was inside our body, and maybe in this case we can even kind of put the idea of soul very connected to the higher self mm -hmm. guidance like that our spirit it's inside our body then we we got slowly to the idea now yes in, indeed our soul is outside it's like our body is inside our soul then mm -hmm. i got like this this clear image like everything that you see is your soul even the beings that are inside it's your soul. And so it's like, when, when you think about that, you really, you really put that, some structure to that. This camera is my soul. This computer is my soul. It's like touching my hand. It's like, you can even think that the table or something is a part of your body too. Yes. So how some if if maybe it can be a, a nice exercise if we focus on how we we might have a lot of care with our body and cream and all of that and then we're we're just breaking stuff and just replacing stuff and we're just 
just you know without care with anything around us even objects mm-hmm. in a way we are still doing that to us to our body and that's a really freaky thought but it's so cool at the same time yes because and now you really bring me to that point which i also already discussed a few times with highlight you maybe remember that this is exactly the reason why for them telekinesis is just like moving their body so if you want to move something an object within your own energy field you just have to find the spot where you have this feeling of it is being located inside of you and so if you then start to move it it will move mm-hmm. it's it's like like this this but you have to explore everything around it and it's it really can be very spooky it's it's if we think about it deeper and deeper everything gets spookier and and very right it's like wow what else will be possible if we really get to a point because probably we are now at the beginning at the edges and Uh um it's amazing right yeah imagine maybe this could be a cool meditation exercise imagine that during your meditation you have an object in front of you like like uh, to, to practice like that telekinesis like a glass or something and you just put it in front of you and during the the meditation you imagine maybe that you are the glass or that the glass is physically literally a part of your body it's like how does it feel and then if you change things within are they changing also outside i mean probably the tendency will be to do that and so maybe it's even in indirect practice of telekinesis like you were saying and if really changing that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) yes it really is (laughs) but for myself i really have to say it's so also it i i have to say that when i tried it the first time it got me so how do you say freaked out I, I really, because it's, it's then this, oh, how, do you, how do you say that? Suddenly you realize everything you just said. Suddenly you realize there is nothing outside of yourself. There is oh, yeah. just you. And this can really get very freaky because suddenly your closest friend, which just rings your doorbell, you know, oh, it's nobody there. It's an illusion. It's just me. And, mm. and everything gets so, or the, the objects in your house, when they start to move, it's really like, okay, no, I can't go further because now I really, I, I need this ground. <laughs> I need this, mm. or I can't live this life anymore in a really normal way, you know, even though it's totally like, I want to, but on the same hand, I really don't. It's, it's, um, yeah. It still feels like you're going to uncharted territory. And it's like, uh, there's not really an external support there. Like, like, for example, if, if you explore 
very physical things. I don't know if you know that you really want to explore another country and you get lost there. You know that there will be this quite literal physical being next to you, someone on the streets perhaps, that you can just ask to, where am I? Where can I go? And these non-physical explorations, since they are also so much on the collective unconscious too, it feels like you're really going out there alone. Although probably you aren't, but it's just only relying on our physical senses. It feels like you're just like in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, you might get lost there and never return. There are so many weird thoughts that just start popping. And I guess this is so much related to all of these topics, even the ET ones, because the ET ones are very, they're holding hands with that, with that world. If they're real, this is real. <laughs> yes, this is exactly the thing. You know, I so often say that for now it's just talking, you know, we, we just imagining stuff. But as soon as we scratch on those, those surfaces, it's really like within the matrix where suddenly you can see those green letters and those green numbers mm -hmm. like, like falling, like really everything is falling down. And I just had this dream where I was in Russia, in the middle of Russia, somewhere under the earth. I have no idea why this was together, but nobody could understand any word I said. Nobody, because nobody would speak English, German, of course not. And nothing I, I ever heard. So I was trying to, to, to ask where I am and how I can get out of here. But everybody was just like, what do you want? I mean, just go, you know? And I was like, oh my God, I think I never get out of here anymore again. And suddenly I was in front of a big, big temple, uh, um, kind of a, uh, probably maybe, I don't know what it was, but it was a figure, I, I think it reminded me kind of a Buddha statue, but I was not sure, it was not really one I, I knew. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was really just starting praying, like, please help me out. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I was out. And then it really helped me like, yeah, of course, I again, I, I forgot to just ask my higher self to help me. And I think this is our things here on earth. We so often forget that our, for our higher selves, nothing is like serious like we think it is and nothing really is serious at all they always have these huge smiles in their faces like oh my god put this kid out of the paddle again you know like <laughs> make it dry a bit blow it dry and put it on another space so it can play again and it's um yeah it's it's uh freaking out but amazing right yeah but it's part of the process it's it's really what we're we signed for here and it's supposed to be freaky and to feel freaky it's it's part of the excitement <laughs> yes i i really could see that when we are souls we really don't have any clue that this is serious here you know because when i was in this soul state again I could totally feel how this soul felt like, what is this all about? I really can't see it. And so 
it was just like just go like you would send your child on on maybe on something your child thinks it's frightening but mm. you think like just go there's really nothing to be frightened and for this child it's just like and so i i immediately could see that that we as more as we can give up all control as soon as we can really give up everything and just feel aligned be aligned feel how would our higher self see this now as more everything starts expanding everything starts amplifying in this most amazing way right i mean you with this big grin in your face today also you totally know what i mean so <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> yes <laughs> but yeah yeah it, it, it's really that but uh, well i was thinking if there is anything about the yayo society now again something more that we picked up uh, there are certain i mean there's the clothes thing it's always the the hot topic they don't have any fashion <laughs> They don't know they can wear whatever they like they can even she said we often very are just naked because yeah. we just can and we love it and we're like oh okay this is a new perspective let's see how we can live that <laughs> exactly they, they can just walk around naked and yeah that that she said that they they can use their their sparkies and their technology kind of to always be in the exact perfect temperature that they need to and i guess that I mean, because I also know that in this, I think also came in on one-on-one -on -one channeling, their, their temperature is very balanced. They don't have extremes. I, mm -hmm. They probably don't even have, like, maybe they don't even have the same seasons as we do. No, I don't think so. I asked them once, you remember about Christmas? And she said she they 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 see the snow here and they see the seasons here, but they don't because they they don't have those temperature like you ah, just said. Okay, okay, I didn't remember. <laughs> mm -hmm. How should you? I mean, you really tell so often. It would be amazing if you knew every word still. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah. So so I guess that also helps with the fact that they can always be naked. So even there wouldn't be a lot of adjustments for for their body to to get used to that um although they they can still wear whatever they feel like it i guess they they are creative in in all aspects of their society and probably the rule there is there are no rules <laughs> you just do your own because they have this curious thing that she mentioned this a couple of times already that since they really know and it, it's cool because it goes in cycles for example with us in our society we are very individual very it's like this is my body i am me and it's like it feels like we aren't connected to anything else but now we are starting to feel yeah we're connected all to each other we are a collective and on their end, since they clearly know and they clearly feel everyone, literally, mm -hmm. they really like to explore the idea of being an individual within being connected to all. So they're coming back also in a way to what we are exploring here, but in a slightly different 
uh, the mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe that's also one of the ways that you know they always say that we exchange a lot of information you we are not the only ones giving to you you are also giving information to us maybe even related to that individuality it's like how do these people how do they express their own being as feeling they're just this single one and maybe they adapt that to their own ways also in their society and Mm -hmm. so they really enjoy the idea of feeling very different from each other because they feel really feel like they're all one but at the same time really embracing that difference yeah because they they probably then feel it much more that they are all this one body like we just said and but if you think about this now, if you go out and um, you would be a Yael and you would see all those people standing there somewhere, mm-hmm. I mean, that is so, so strange also, right? To talk to a, to a, to a stranger, which is no stranger because it's you in the same thing but for you you could swear you have never seen this one you have never talked to you have never experienced somebody similar and then you you think again oh we are all one this is me this is it's so it's it's weird right yeah it's it's mind-boggling because even in our society it's like what are the parameters for us to feel that we know another one. It's like, usually for us, it's like spending time a bit, but I mean, the spending time is really just for you to know more what the other person likes or or dislike or or what they resonate with, what, you know, it's it's like knowing what the other person is thinking Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. Since they are telepathic, Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. There isn't the process of knowing each other. It's but like, what, is then the, what is then the point to even talk to each other? Because you always know the answer already, so there are no questions anymore, right? Maybe there's just an, a kind of an exchange of stuff. But even that, I mean, if I would like to read it, I would just read it inside of you, you know? You don't have to tell me anything anymore exactly that's why they don't talk <laughs> they're telepathic <laughs> they don't need to talk <laughs> maybe that's a big part of it. yeah but it's like then how can they do they have any they can't have any secrets between each other and that's why they can be totally authentic mm-hmm. like you can't really hide anything so there's even no beliefs regarding that. But at the same time, can you have surprises? Maybe in a very different way. How can you have surprises if you know everything? That's really, that's, that's a very, very good question because it's you. You're all connected. So you immediately know if somebody wants to, that is really, but I mean, even then, if, you know, now imagine you are a child and you know where your present is hidden 
and uh, you unwrapped it already because you were so curious and you you wrap it wrap it up again so nobody will see that you know what it is it's still a surprise even though you know what it is but still it's another feeling if you have it so maybe it's it's kind of that kind of feeling you know already what it is but mm -hmm. still it's a present and and I don't know I really it's it's everything is mind-blowing and I'm already so curious when we are in those um, fields of of exploring the 5d consciousness and you know i mean we're so close already i can feel it i mean this this overall happiness this overall it really amplifies also and i can really feel that what abraham so often says that if you are in that on that point where you can feel that vortex where you can feel inside your vortex and really be happy all the time it's really that you are then the closest to be totally aligned to your higher self and you are in 5d already even though of course for you it does not really seem already like it mm -hmm. but for the other people you are already so alien then Mm -hmm. And you can feel also that the people which are surrounding you normally also have changed in a way mm -hmm. that suddenly somebody has totally different habits he mm -hmm. or she might ever have had. And this is because you made this, this quantum jump to another reality of yourself where you already have always been, but you couldn't perceive it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is a really interesting. Mm -hmm. I was still thinking about the idea though of of that connection of because I think that although they they're all connected to each other they the feeling must be probably different if they are physically with each other or not or I mean even senses wise I mean mm -hmm. we know that's like it's a different feeling for me to be right now here. And it's like, uh, I feel like I, I can feel you in a way. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if I'm with you and I touch you, it's a completely different feeling. I'm still feeling you, but it's a different feeling. <laughs> I, know. I know what you mean. Yes, of course. So maybe a lot of the exploration also comes from that? From... I mean, there probably is a sense or uh, there is a reason for you know having so many different dimensions and and everything because if we're not anything anymore i mean if we're just this energy flowing like like in angel realms or you know very high realms yeah. then of course there is none of those experiences possible anymore and this is the reason I guess why we want to explore all those different dimensions and having different body experiences and especially when we now go very 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 deep philosophical again a bit but that we are all this one consciousness exploring itself in all different facets Uh -huh. exploring itself being a chair being this body being an angel being an, a unicorn whatever <laughs> you know and so this this must be so fun and it is i mean we are but 
but still, of course, it's, it's too mind-blowing for our human mind, I guess, to really to try to even explain anything of it. Yeah. And yeah, and it's like you peel as you are going up this ladder of dimension, dimensions and perspectives, you are peeling off like the, the shadows. You are putting everything in your conscious more and more. But then the mm -hmm. paradox is when you get to the most conscious part of yourself, it's like, well, there's now I've explored everything. So I guess I'll go back to the other. <laughs> I was saying that it's that, um, that, uh, like when you're going up in the dimensions, it's like, mm -hmm. you can see here how shadow and the unconscious helps because it's literally the things making the surprises for you. It's like you still don't have access to this information just because you are keeping it away from yourself. And mm -hmm. as you are going up the ladder, you are peeling off that and getting closer. Mm -hmm. So now I know this, now I know that, getting closer. But then when you get to that point, it's like, okay, now I know everything. It's like probably it's what even in the raw books they call going to the octave then mm -hmm. you go through another one because like okay so i guess i'll do it again and so you just <laughs> you just put yourself in the deep unconscious again and you start peeling off peeling off because then it's like each time that you peel off if you perhaps even compare this octave with the other before you learn the things that you already knew in a completely different way and so you're always advancing and expanding. But yes. seeing that indeed both parts of this polarity are needed for us even to have an experience. So why is bad bad or evil bad and good is good. Light is good. You know, it's like yes. <laughs> interesting. Yes. And isn't that the most amazing way of saying now that this came to an end? Our, our most explorative thing we ever had, I guess. But uh -huh. I think um, maybe, maybe we can continue this. The, maybe the viewers want to tell us if they, if they enjoy this more than the more speculative, what yeah. is the word? Yeah, I think speculative works, philosophical. Yeah, and you have to, of course, then go more in the exploration again of uh, what else we can find about the Yahiel and... There's so much to be, uh, that, that we can talk about. So we can continue this topic in, the, in future podcasts. And not saying that we'll stop being philosophical, it's just our nature. No. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> totally. I mean, we really, I think this is human nature also, I think, yeah. because we always want to go to the deepest points and to the deepest levels, right? And to explore all, co all connections to everything in yes. this octave. <laughs> yes. Distance. <laughs> How amazing. <laughs> and so I guess then we'll stop. And so I'll thank everyone for watching. Remember that you can follow us in our Instagram 
right here <laughs> very youtube <laughs> not for the ones that are only listening to us please ignore this part and <laughs> and so thank you so very much astrid <laughs> thank you so very much Philippa. have a wonderful rest of the day everyone and see you next week bye bye <laughs>